Hi, I'm Pawi, and you're listening to Rappler Podcast. You're listening to Hustles Inside the Industry, where we talk to professionals and find out how they got here, why they do what they do, and what it takes to do it. As always, this is Pawi. And this is Tristan. We are part of Rappler's Hustle team. So today, we have a very special guest. He directed the first Filipino animated Netflix film, Hayop Ka, The Nympha Di Maana Story, which comes out this Thursday, October 29, at 12 midnight. So, welcome to the show, Avid Longoren. Hola, hola. Good, Good morning. Morning. Good afternoon. Can you tell us first, um, what is Hayop Ka all about? Can you like, give us a brief description of the film? Well, Hayop Ka is just a very silly and simple um, animated film. It's, like, um, it's patterned after your your afternoon teleseries, except we did it with cartoons and animals. Yeah, I know sure. that even the like line, Hayupka, it's like... Yeah, yeah. that's actually <laughs> the whole genesis of the yeah. film was being stuck in traffic and um, listening. And we got bored listening to music, so we tuned in to AM radio and we listened in to this really funny um, afternoon radio drama. And of course... And but you know the thing about the thing about um, radio dramas is it's so serious, but it's also very funny because <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> melodrama um, the melodrama of it all. And and while that was happening, it's like you know, and and w- by the time the ubiquitous line of "Hayopka" was was said, it's like okay, this would look great. Wouldn't this look great if these were actually animals? And you know, our proof of concept actually is we took one one episode of a radio drama and animated on top of it. It's like a five-minute cool. clip na mag-asawang nag-aaway about their hopes and dreams na hindi natuloy. And, yeah. you know, and we put animals on it and it's like, okay, this, this, is, this looks good. This can work. Let's try to do it as a whole film. So, yeah. And, and, and we just wanted to do something really silly. You hear that, everybody? Even while stuck in traffic along EDSA, most likely you can find the inspiration for your big debut on Netflix. Um, so anyway, Avid, I want to take it all the way back, actually. I think most of us uh, remember when you popped onto the film scene with Saving Sadly. Um, I think that was in 2016, right? Yeah, that was uh, Metro Middle Film Festival. I was actually living in Manhattan all the t- uh, at that time, so I remember it at the New York Asian Film Festival. Oh, cool. But, yeah, so, so definitely made waves. And that's on Netflix, by the way, everyone, yeah. so you can yeah. catch that too. Um, but Evan, how did you even start in animation? So I went to um, um, UP Fine Arts. Uh, and the, fu- the funny thing about my batch was everybody was a musician. All, everyone in my class was a musician. And I wanted so much to be in a band as well. But I had zero musical talent. And, <laughs> and my classmates all went on to, to form bands that we, uh, well, my generation is familiar, but you're, we're probably too old for you guys now. But um, my classmates were Kamikaze, Moonstar, and Parokya. Oh, oh we know those bands. We, we had <laughs> Herbert. Yeah, we, we had, had Herbert, Herbert on the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so I, what I ended up doing was making music videos for them. So um, because you know I just wanted to be part of the music scene in in my own way. I tried playing as terrible at it, never again. So I, so that's a closed door. So I just made music mm-hmm. videos for them. And ever since the very first music videos I worked on um, was all always had some form of animation in it because you know 
um, my 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 training is is fine arts, not film. So it's more really about drawing, and I just happen to put people in it, and so that's how we ended up um, doing Saving Sally was to to put together two things that I, I like I like doing, which is um, work with actors and work with animation. So and that took all of my youth to work to create. So by the time we finished it, it's like okay. Um, Let's, let's try something easier and faster to make because Saving Sally took 12 years of my life. So let's maybe wow. not take that long. So, so Hayopka took about three years to make with a small team of animators. And re with regards to the scene, uh, the, the enigma that is Philippine animation, we actually have a lot of animators in the Philippines. We have a very robust um, animation industry. Uh, and But... And mostly the work that's being done is for the big cartoons of the world, like, you know, whether it be Disney or um, your Rick and Morty's or, or Powerpuff Girls and stuff like that. Those things are animated here in the Philippines. Very few are working on um, local, local projects. Local projects, yeah. yeah. So it's like in the 100-year history of Philippine cinema, there have been less than 10 um, animated films. So, so there's that. So... So it's what we're trying to do is create a scene for local, locally animated films. I heard that even X Men, the animated series, yep. like some of it, were done in the mm. Philippines. Yeah. I heard so, like Popeye. Like I heard oh, like Popeye. our our history. You know, like yeah, you know, uh, we we've had we've a long that, history right? since like the '70s. So um, and he, you know, and there are a lot of Filipino animators working abroad as well. But locally, we have like a huge. It's a massive industry, which is not really well known to the rest of our population because um, most of the work, uh, like 95% of the work they do is, is for foreign projects. So not, not, it's, it's not very well known to the rest of the population. Okay, so like you did Saving Sally, then after that you said um, it took three years to make um, Hayopka. Hayopka. So yeah. what's, like, what's the journey like? Like w when you came up with the idea, how did it come, how did it go from... Um, something in your head to something on Netflix. Can you walk yeah. us through the process? So from that genesis of, of being stuck in traffic, I, I called up a friend, Manny Angeles, to, to write uh, a screenplay uh, of it. So it's like, hey, so this is the joke. Can you just watch a bunch of teleseries and let's, let's just put that on paper. <laughs> Follow every trope. You know, let, uh, let's just... Because it's funny. I mean, for me, it's funny. I, I find, find it really funny, the, the drama of it all. And, um, you know, every year, year long, we have, um, we have a lot of uh, film grants, you know, the festival grants. And we applied for one of those. And we were selected um, as a semi-finalist. And so we had to present the project to um, smart people. They laughed at our teaser and they liked the concept. And, but then we were asked, so what is your advocacy? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we were, what is your advocacy? What is your statement? I'm like to try and make people laugh and have fun while making something. And 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 this is not a good look because you're presenting to very smart people. They were the you know the film, <laughs> the film professors and film, because uh, the gatekeepers of of these grants they want to make sure of course that they're giving money to projects that uplift. <laughs> you know that yeah. that have like deeper meaning and well we don't really have that I think at that time so mm -hmm. 
so so of course we didn't get the grant and we're like okay so this needs to be a little smarter you know so we can't just go around making something then i asked another writer paula levenza to come in and just polish up the script and then i spent i attended film labs in we were supported by the um, Film Development Council of the Philippines. So I attended um, this film lab in Spain where I got to workshop the project and just to, nice. to show to foreigners to, to just to get a feel of how this will travel. And it won't travel. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like, it's very, to the South Americans and the, and the, and the mm. Spanish, uh, it works really well. They'll get they, it because they have they, their soaps. They have the telenovela. They have the telenovela, telenovela appeal. Right? Yeah. So the, those workshops were really good in, in getting outsider perspective. So from those pitches, how did you bring it to Netflix? Like, were you considered okay, so a theatrical the, release? And then... Of course, in, in, in the um, pre-pandemic world, we were supposed to, we were all geared up for a theatrical release. So mm. one of the the, uh, the things that, that was looking up for us was when the film wasn't completed yet and it was invited this big genre festival in Quebec called Fantasia. Um, oh, Fantasia, I love yeah, it. They, yeah. They they saw they saw the trailer and they said, like, "Hey, can we take a look at it?" I'm like, so I was really scared because you you only get one chance with these people. You know, so and I was gonna sh and I showed them a work in progress, and it was this was back in January, and all they got they, they took a look at our work in progress, and it wasn't complete, audio wasn't final, a lot of scenes were still like choppy and stuff like that, but they really liked it, so so that was going to be the plan. So let's start in a in a in a in a great genre festival, and then after you do one festival, you do more festivals after that than we were supposed mm -hmm. to do. Uh, a theatrical either in November or be part of the MMFF in 2020. But then, you know, like the Fire Nation, COVID happened. And <laughs> <laughs> I like the reference. Like, Avatar. And, the, and the world changed. And, 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 and it was Spring Films, my like co-producers, the folks who did Kita Kita and, you know, um, and all the other. Yeah, inside, sure. All the other, who, who brought it to Netflix. It's like, so that was the thing. So I was like, okay, so the world has changed. Everybody's home. We're not gonna have the, any theatricals anytime soon. That's and and even if you do get theatricals, you'll be up against all the Marvels and DCs and Wonder Women and right know, before yeah before they the, took them out <laughs> before they took them out and the Tom Cruises of the world because Tom Cruise is working you know so so you're just gonna drown and so the time to release the film is now. Let's not because we had the op we are all thinking, do, do we just sit on this and wait for the world to come back? But the, the, the people who will wait around are the big films, the ones who can't afford to just sit on their films. So th those are your Mission Impossible 25s and whichever. And they're, this, I think this is the first year that there hasn't been a Marvel film, correct? Yeah, there was I think never so. Really, there was never a release. So yeah. imagine how many Marvel films are, are waiting and then you'd have our little film. So it's like, okay, so let's, 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 let's release it when everybody's home and can watch it. And as a filmmaker, you know, that's all you ever really want, really. It's yes. Like you just, you, you work on something, especially for us working in animation, working inside for for three years, actually more than three years, and not seeing much of the world. So, so the thing you just want is for people to have access to the thing you've been working on. A lot of story here, but, but I, I did want to just like reflect back on some of the things you said. You know, 
you know, you actually do have an advocacy, as, as you stated earlier, which is to, it's more about in the act of what you do rather yeah. than the content yeah. itself, which is to bring the Filipino animation here to the Philippines, right? Yeah. To, to encourage others to, because the thing is, um, the reason why, the reason why um, we don't have a lot of local productions is because no one has figured out how to make money off it yet. And I haven't right. figured it out either. So that's what we're trying to do. We're, um, since we're a very small group, we could take the risk. We could, you know, we could just uh, keep trying. We haven't learned how to make tons of money out of this yet so that <laughs> the business people will, think, will say, hey, we want some of that animation money. I keep getting meetings and they say, so how do you make money out of this yet? Uh, out of animation and I, out of original animation because there's already tons of money to be made in doing service work for foreign um, for for foreign projects that that employs a lot of people that gives a lot of work that you know to to to, the, to our animators but no one has figured out how to to make money off animated films yet so that's what we're trying to do so we are the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. <laughs> The sacrificial when, dogs and cats, rather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when we figure that out, we, we so far what what we've done is just um, keep our heads above water. To it would have been great if we had theatrical, then we'd have made more money. In in or you know because we that's the reason why we had stars for for voices so it could be promoted well. So we we, we prepared for that because uh doing the first film saving sally for 12 years made no financial sense whatsoever it was really just a passion project through and through so so it's not something you can replicate so okay let's do it faster this time let's put stars in it let's partner with with spring films who knows how to release these things and and who knows how to make films uh, yeah. to, mm-hmm. to make money off films so uh the goal really is to figure out how to make this a long term sustainable for now, we're doing okay because we, we're not in debt. That's good. We've sold a bunch of internal organs. I've sold a kidney and a lung. <laughs> but we're still alive. We, we, we're still ma- and we're, we're gearing up for our third animated feature. So Ooh. we're still alive. So that, that's, we still have that or Can you see that or secret? Oh. Uh, it's uh, we're here to talk about uh, high up guys. So. <laughs> right, right. Oh, okay, That's right. our next episode. We'll get back to you in what three years, Evan? <laughs> yeah, in three years. Yeah. Or three years yeah. But you can actually just search for it. There's been a lot. It's been good coverage cool. for it as well. And Rocket Cheap is your studio, right? Yes, it's our very small studio. It operates out of a kitchen. May a lot of people, well, not much a lot, but I know that there are some people who would happily use I'm Polyamorous label to basically justify anything, mm-hmm. to justify sleeping around, to justify not committing, but that flies in the face naman of how we see it. It's my choice not to be a mother, but I'm not, it's not dissing on, mothers, dissing yeah. on motherhood, oh, on it's parenthood. It's like a purely person-to-person basis. Oh, oh. I'm Marguerite Leon, host of Rappler's I've Got an Opinion, where I speak to ordinary people who have a lot to say about extraordinary issues. Listen in every other Wednesday at 8 p.m. on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Yeah, well, I, I did want to go go into that for a bit. How many people are you in Rocket Sheep? We're really just five people. That's uh, crazy. And, and two dogs who know how to edit. Yeah. <laughs> when people globally think of animated films, they're they're really thinking 
like a whole Pixar sized studio yes. of, you know, that, that, <laughs> not that's five, what, guys, five people uh, in the kitchen, right? So what we do is we, so there are five core people, then we work with, with people come in and out. So we're like an, a small team and then we add people who go kind of like the expendable. So you'd have Sylvester Stallone and, and <laughs> Jet Li, then somebody, there are people who come in and out. So something like that. So the core team is very small. And even when we add people, we're still just a few people. We still fit in the kitchen, so uh, and and we we cook meals and and, and serve. Yeah. That's that's how we're able to take a risk because we don't we're not paying for a massive studio where you have like one hundred people, two hundred people working at the same time, and so that's why it takes so long for us to make stuff. Yeah. So the big companies, the big animation companies, aren't able to take that sort of risk in creating originals yet. Because they have a lot of mouths to feed. But in, in terms of what you spent on, were you pretty much bootstrapped? You had like maybe a bit of funding. For example, Spring Films didn't come in yeah, until the, later into the picture, like you mentioned, right? Yeah. So the, the way we're able to fund the, way, the, the things we do, like Saving Sally was funded through doing commercial work. So we do a lot of ads. Mm. So the, the money we make from ads is put directly into the salaries of because I direct live action commercials, so I do a lot of like you know your your beverages and, and yeah good to and, know cool and so that that keeps the lights on um the money we uh, I make directing live action goes into the salaries of the people working on our in-house projects mm-hmm. so it's not a very good business model <laughs> we're not rich we but everybody is paid well they they've um everybody is able to support their family. So that's my only concern. So it doesn't matter if we're not making tons of money. We hope to make money someday. But for now, it's, it's good enough for me that we're able to, you know, the dogs are able to eat. We have food. We're, we, there is literally lights on and we get to buy action figures from time to time. So it, it, we, we, we work really small. And everybody, we, all the freelancers that work with us get paid on time. And, and, the, uh, and proper rates. What we've been doing is just, okay, we make some money, we put it into this production, and this production made some money, now we put it into that production. It's, still like, it's really just transferring the resources into one another. It's like um, the Lino Broca model. I don't know if... I, if yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lino Broca model. Like, it's like the everyone model. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like <laughs> what, what is the one? 80-something commercial. And then I... Yes. One for you, one for me. So um, now that you're on Netflix, you're like on the final stretch. So how does it feel to actually seeing that Netflix brand before you're... It's great, you know. but especially now more than ever, because it's like net, uh, you know, we, we, uh, I guess I, I could, uh, it's not just me who went from watching Netflix like twice a week to like every day since the pandemic started. So it's like Netflix has suddenly in my dreams and it's it's like one of of my my like mini dreams is to buy because i don't get to exercise now i used to jog a lot so i jog outside of course with the pandemic you don't do that so uh, i i wish to buy a treadmill and just um put it in front of of a television and i'll catch up on all the cw shows because they, they <laughs> thousands of there there are thousands of superhero television that i haven't watched and and that will be good for exercise so it's like you're you're exercising and binging, so uh, that's, yeah. that's that's one of my many dreams too. 
what a, what a, what a shallow mini dream. But yeah. <laughs> you know, based, based on your earlier story about being stuck in traffic, I feel like you, you thrive in stationary positions. So I think you'll be okay there. Um, yeah. But let's, let's, let's talk about the, the future now. And I guess, what are you learning about uh, this, this process? You know, because um, you've been thrust into this, you know, net, direct to Netflix distribution. It was kind of just, um, it was out of necessity, right? But what are you learn? But I'm sure it's changed your mindset. It's changed the industry's mindset about how, how the advent of streaming, as well as your vision of making local Filipino content can maybe uh, uh, work together. I, I have two, two minds of it. It's like, um, as a filmmaker, you, that is your premium canvas, that large screen. That's what we make our stuff for. At the same time, realistically, every time you're in cinema, you'd be next to a person who answers his phone, his phone or talks to the person there. There's this, uh, there's this silly romantic notion of cinema that it's great, but it's also not that great when it comes to the people you'd be stuck in, you know. So in, in, in this pandemic, in this, having watched so much stuff right now, it's like, I think I like this more in terms of craft because I get to pause and go back and I turn on subtitles if I can't understand something, especially if it's British. 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 Or sometimes even if the dialogue is really good, I I like I, I rewind and turn on the the subtitle because I want to um, I want to absorb it more. So there's that. I used to think that the best way to appreciate the craft of filmmaking was in its intended um, medium, which is the big screen. But also, it's it's only in recent times that I I learned how much more I appreciate films or, or series. You know, when you can pause it. And rewind right. and and read sub subs. I've even I've been in a Ghibli binge. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, these, yeah. and these are things I've watched before that were okay. I mean, they were great. Of course, these, these are Ghibli. But rewatching them on Netflix, I would alternate between English dub and and reading Japanese. Right, same, I do same. That too. And it's like yeah. so you have this more holistic appreciation of it. And I would pause sometimes. They would search for, for a documentary and how they made that and I rewatch that scene. Oh, okay, so that's how and, and I'd go through my old pictures that um that I took at the Ghibli Museum. So it's like this whole thing. It's like it's like you're making your own bonus features. Exactly. That's what <laughs> on the spot. Like, yeah. On the spot and, and you're pausing and appreciating. So Yeah. Okay. And I'm hoping and, and people are now that Saving Sally is is on our film Saving Sally is on Netflix and people would I'd get tags and messages that they, they pause it and they take a look at the backgrounds. These are things you don't get to do in cinema. That's true. You know? so hopefully in Ayapka, since it's, a, it's a, a lot of people would do the same. It, it's a lot, you know, when you're working on a film for three years, you, you want to put as many silly things. Oh, it looks background. gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The background, the, the background gags you mentioned. Yeah, you can't <laughs> miss those. You cannot miss those. Yeah. And, and our artists are like such big two strains in, in our art, <laughs> art group. They're either K-pop fans or JoJo fans. And or both. Oh, you can be or both. both, or both. But they, they just put that in the background. They'd make like animal JoJo's or yeah. you know, make, make some stands. stands and stuff like that. They, they put it in the background. And, and, I, and even now that... Um, 
um, when I was recently reviewing the film, it's I'd pause it and it's like I didn't notice that. It's I, I you know, you know wow. Because they, they the art the, the background artists would put in their own spins and, and 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 little things. Yeah, I totally get you when you say like um, watching things from home. You get it's another layer of appreciation. Because I grew up in the province and like. It's, it's like a place where, which didn't have like theater. So my source of my introduction to uh, animation, to movies, to TV shows was really through like the neighborhood um, VCD shop, oh. Oh, the rental yeah. shops, like, yeah, Video City and stuff. So it totally get how, you know, when you said it's holistic, it's like really for appreciation. It's like a gateway to other forms of media, but at the same time, it's another way to um, appreciate entertainment. Like the idea that streaming is meant for you meant for you specifically as the viewer right it's it's very it's very custom made and versus what you said you know almost half an hour ago which was um when you were first pitching Hayopka, like a lot of people probably wouldn't relate right in other parts of the world because it doesn't feel like it's for them maybe this is how streaming can aid your advocacy of getting Filipino animation to the right people. Um, so with that, let's leave our audience with any last bits of advice for you, especially as, as you're, you know, you're going through this Netflix process and you're already thinking about your next project. Any last bits of advice to aspiring Filipino animators and filmmakers striving to succeed even during lockdown? Uh, well, first, have a proper email address not the name of your cartoon character or you know or like whatever your game name is if you start emailing people that your number is your your email address address is like spider two twenty forty nine. how did you know my email address ladies <laughs> <laughs> man 95 like something like that you know so, monster hunter the the earlier you learn about the boring stuff like um having proper uh, email names and knowing about the taxes that you need to pay as a freelance worker and your labor rights, especially now in, 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 in a pandemic where people are working more online and stuff. So yeah, you need to know what you are entitled to as a laborer. Yeah, like uh, freelancers, contractors. Freelancers, yeah, contractors and, and also what your responsibilities are. Because the earlier you you work on these things, the, these silly, super boring things, the, the easier life will be down the line. Because these are the things a lot of freelancers skip, you know, getting registered, getting... And we work with a bunch... Uh, we've worked with a lot of freelancers through the years and it's always such a headache to tell them, you should, you know, register with the BIR. We'll pay, yes. your, uh, we'll pay you our agreed amount. We'll even pay for your taxes. You just need to make sure that you you have your number your your government numbers um, mm -hmm. ready so that's so really boring adult stuff health insurance um, taxes but the sooner and the earlier you work on these things the less of a headache they will become later on because you it's, will have to face it so it's like a foundation you have to get the yeah. basics done first yeah. before right exactly. well every put. time a school asks me because we work a lot with 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 um, Arts, arts, uh, art and animation mm. schools. When they always ask me for feedback, how else they could improve their curriculum, I always say, "Have a class on taxation. Have a class on." Oh my gosh! Yes. Seriously. They, because they, these yeah. are things. Because especially now, um, you have all these graduates coming into the workforce, and they won't be able to. None. Very, very few companies are hiring 
most everyone will be freelancing. And so if you're freelancing, you need to get these things ready. Hey, by the way, for all of you listening out there, if you want some basic information of that, tune in to Hustle on Rappler because that's exactly uh, what we're here for. Right, Tristan? Yeah, we have a section called Adulting 101. So that's oh, like cool, for, cool. for taxing, for like investing, the basics. Yeah, like we'll be coming out also with a voter registration piece. So look out for that. But anyway, anyway, enough of all those uh boring clerical administrative stuff. We're going to wrap things up the fun way, as we always do with our play of the week. We talked a lot about work. Now let's talk about play. Any fun activities or recommendations for our listeners to unwind from the busyness of business? Well, Saving Sally, our film is on Netflix. So please watch yes. it and Excellent. pause it. And um, check out, uh, I've been posting like uh, a bunch of like, uh, the art artwork from the film on our on the Rocket Sheep Facebook page. So there's a ton of artwork there. Like all because in, in our so film much. there's so much. <laughs> in our film we have like comic books that are on screen for like one second. Tresa, it's not a Tresa. <laughs> yeah. And you have the the full comic book I posted it. So there's a lot of like so there's a lot of like auxiliary material that you could deep dive into for, for that nice. So I actually watched Savings Halley recently so I like what you said. I I am pausing it from time to time to see the background gags since I'm I'm that kind of guy. So like, <laughs> I saw the Sandara part. Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah, the Easter egg yeah. thing. Yeah, but aside from that, in Netflix, I like what Tawi said a while ago. Like, um, when you're watching, it's like you have more control. I think the dynamic there is like in in the cinema, it's like the filmmaker has the sole control, but like right. he gets to dictate the the environment. Well. At home, it's like a shared responsibility. Like you get to dictate things. So this ties into what I'm watching right now. That's dark since it's so hard okay. to. It's it's on Netflix. It's quite hard yeah. to unpack. So you have to really pause it and then like go back to the details. It's like very intricate. So it deals with time travel, with alternate realities. You know, in some ways, it's like very anime. It's in its form of world building. Hmm. So. Okay. That and I've been reading Junji Ito's Uzumaki for Halloween. Okay, okay, awesome. For for my play of the week, this is just going to be my play of the week for for the next few episodes. But right now, Rappler has already launched Act 1. That is our special section dedicated to Filipino short films. So Rappler will now be showing Filipino short films online for free on our YouTube channel. So you can go to Rappler's YouTube channel and check out the Act 1 playlist. We have um, a documentary, Conchita, about the former ombudsman directed by Ajani Arumpak. And as of this episode, this week on Friday, we'll be releasing Viva Viva Escolta. That was a Q Cinema film by Janice Victoria about two ghosts roaming Escolta throughout the day. And it's your perfect viewing for um, All Souls Day. So yeah, check it out. Rappler Act 1. You can even use the hashtag Rappler A-C-T-O-N-E. Avid, before we let you go, any last plugs? How can people follow you and Rocket Sheep and Hayupka? Yeah, so uh, check us out on Facebook. We have a, a Rocket Sheep page there where we post the work that we're currently um, working on. We, call, we, we post our project that we're currently working on. As well as check out Saving Sally on Facebook, where we're posting like auxiliary material. And Nim- Nympha de Maano has her own silly personal page where she <laughs> really? posts her TikToks. She posts her TikToks and musings about the world. And yeah, awesome. so there's that. <laughs> cool. 
Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll be on the lookout for it. Thanks again, Avid. And thank you out there for listening. If you haven't already, please stay tuned to Hustles Inside the Industry. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, Google, or wherever you find your podcasts. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Oh, and before you go, if you or anyone you know is a professional in a bold and exciting industry, we'd love to hear all about it. Email us at hustle at rappler.com, H-U-S-T-L-E at rappler.com for your chance to be the next guest here on Inside the Industry.